0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 382 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. You can visit them at equestriancollections.com. Hi everybody, Glenn to Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky. And today we have back with us Dr. Tanya Cubit. Uh, She's a native of Queensland, Australia, and she has completed her Master of Science and Doctor of Philosophy degrees in equine nutrition and reproduction at Virginia Tech. She is a regular on the Jumping Radio Show. This is taken off of Jumping Radio Show episode number 45. If you'd like to listen to the rest of the Jumping Radio Show that this is taken off of, just go hop on over to jumpingradio.com. And we'll be back with Dr. Cubit's latest nutrition tip right after this word from Equestrian Collections. Hey, everyone. It's that time of the year again for after-holiday closeout sales, and Equestrian Collections has hundreds of items for you at tremendous savings up to 70% off. Closeouts from Ariat, JPC, Pessoa, Ovation, and so many more. Highly discounted specials include ladies' apparel, footwear, saddle pads, bags, belts, coats, and the list goes on and on. Remember, you can save up to 70% now, but this is a closeout, and quantities are limited. So grab the keyboard and type in equestriancollections.com. You'll see the great big ad right on their homepage for all of their closeout specials now for the month of January. Get them while before they're gone at equestriancollections.com.
1: Okay, well, we're going to hear from um, uh, resident nutritionist Dr. Tanya Kubit now, who has another very useful tip uh, for us this week. So uh, let's get Tanya on the line. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Chris. How was your holiday?
2: Excellent. Had a great time. Ate far too much food as usual. It's always the way, isn't it? But did you get a bit (laughs) of downtime over the holidays? We did. My parents were here from Australia, so it was nice to visit with them. And we had Christmas at our house, so it was very busy.
1: Very good, good. Well, I hope you're ready for the new year and all that that presents. And uh, I know we we had uh, some great tips from um, towards the end of last year, so we're looking forward to continuing the series. I know one of that key those key questions that we all have to ask ourselves is about choosing the right food. And we got off to uh, a start last time you were on the show with a few tips, and I think you're going to continue the rest of those questions this time.
2: I certainly am. Yes, before the holidays, we talked about the age of the horse, the physical activity level, and then we started talking about body condition, um, estimating the body weight of the horse and body condition, and we talked about the classic one to nine body condition scoring system that most of your listeners would be familiar with, um, and I mentioned that this time we would start talking about the rest of those questions, but also uh, a newer next uh, newer condition scoring system uh, that one of my associates at graduate school developed, Dr. Rebecca Carter, and it is called the Cresty Neck Scoring System. Now, it just instead of estimating body fatness over the whole horse, it just looks at the crest fat. Because we've known for a long time that those easy keepers generally had that crusty neck. And so like abdominal obesity in humans is is an indicator of increased risk for insulin resistance, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, we questioned whether that crest on the horse is the same as abdominal obesity and it is. More so than overall body fatness is an indicator of insulin resistance, and instead of diabetes and cardiovascular disease, laminitis and Cushing syndrome. So it's a zero to five scale, and same with the body condition score. It is subjective. You've got to put your hands on the horse, you've got to feel, palpate. Uh, The zero, the horse's neck would probably be quite huge, no palpable crest. One, two, and three are all normal, healthy, safe, um, from no filling felt up the neck to two, starting to have a little bit of a mound, three, a little bit more of a mound in the neck and a little bit wider right at at the highest point of the crest. But when you start to get to the four and five where the neck is wider, thickened you start to get creases in the side of the neck and you can physically rock the neck from side to side or the five where sometimes it's so heavy that actually drops over to one side the four and the five are very dangerous and we discovered by doing other blood tests and hoof temperatures etc that the horses with a cresting X score of four or five are a much higher risk of developing laminitis and so on, resistance, etc. Yeah. So we can use this as a proactive tool, as an indicator, making sure okay, my horse is at a three now. Don't let it get any fatter, especially if we know they're an easy keeper and it's really easy for them to to put on extra weight. Um, and if the horse is a four or a five, take steps to reduce it decrease calories without decreasing nutritional value but also exercise the horses some more Uh, so that's that's really important so that kind of brings us to the next question which is question four has your horse been diagnosed with any relevant medical issues Um, and I know uh, for a lot of us it's sometimes frustrating. We know there's something wrong with the horse. I think that horse owners are becoming more savvy. We really want more information, but we do have to be a little bit careful with some of the stuff on the internet. So it's important that we actually get experts out, your veterinarian or your nutritionist, to actually diagnose the horse with any relevant medical issue, whether this be from HYPP, a genetic disorder in quarter horses, whether intolerant of potassium or it's insulin resistant or laminitis where we're sensitive to sugars or tying up any of these different medical conditions that we can treat um, with different nutrition. And then the final question is, what uh, forage do you have available to you? So if you live in Florida where there isn't a lot of pasture and we're heavily reliant on hay, or in California where it's similar, or if you're lucky enough to live in Kentucky where you have plenty of access to forage, um, it's it's important to, it's kind of where we start, we build the, the diet from. If you have less availability to good quality forage, chances are the amount of grain you have to feed will be a little bit more. On the West Coast, people have higher access to really good quality alfalfa and grass haze. So generally, the actual grain feeding rate is is much lower. Um, So if we start with a forage, I generally recommend a bare, bare minimum of 1% of body weight so for a 1,000-pound animal, that would be 10 pounds of hay in pasture. Um, and if there's no pasture, especially this time of year, that's ten at least 10 pounds of hay that your horse must eat in a day. My better recommendation is 1.5% of body weight. I would prefer to see that at least that much, 1.5 to 2, so 15 to 20 pounds. Um, and some people will say, well, if I fed my horse that much, he would get too fat. So then we really need to look at nutritional value of the hay, a lower nutritional value. Perhaps the only way to determine that is to get it tested. Some feed companies will offer that for free, but we need to then look at the nutritional value of the hay. Um, A lot of times people get confused between nutritional value and quality of the hay. And for me, I always start out with what is bad quality hay. Bad quality hay has dirt, mold, dust, rats, I mean, Sometimes I say anything that couldn't outrun the baler, bad weeds, um, excess string. That would be what I would consider bad quality hay. But good quality hay is what's appropriate for your horse. And we all know all the horses are so different and what we want to do with each of the horses is different. So good quality is what's good for your horse. And nutritional value, we may have a lower nutritional value hay, more stalk less protein, less energy, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's poor quality. That might be perfect for the laminitic pony that just needs to chew on something so he doesn't get bored, but would not be ideal for the brood mare who needs more uh, more nutrition in her hay, uh, more of an alfalfa or a second-cut high-leaf type hay. So that's an overview of those five questions. How old is the horse or what is his nutrition? Is, is he nutritionally senior? How much exercise or is it lactating or pregnant? Um, then, well, I've forgotten my own question. Then the body condition of the horse, the body weight of the horse, very important. Has the horse been diagnosed with any relevant medical issues? And generally, if the horse has, work with your veterinarian, work with your nutritionist to develop the right program for that horse and work closely with them along along that, that track. And then finally, what forage do you have available? If you've got plenty of hay, you generally need a lower feeding rate because you don't need as much nutrition out of the grain. So there are the five questions that we should ask ourselves, and if we ask those, we should be better able to pick the right bag of feed.
1: That's great, Tanya. Thank you so much. Really sound advice for our listeners, and we really appreciate you sharing those with us. And uh, we'll get you back here in in a couple of weeks' time, if that's okay with you, with some more nutritional tips. Sounds good.
0: Well, thank you to Dr. Cubit and to Chris for providing these tips from the Jumping Radio Show. And as I said, you can find this at Jumping Radio Show, Episode 45 at JumpingRadio.com if you want to listen to the rest of that show. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.
1: The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.